Hello, hello. All right. Welcome to Small Talk Big Thoughts with Maggie and Pia. Uh, We are your hosts today and we actually met in college and have always had these conversations kind of that provoke thoughts. Uh, So we thought we would sit down today. Yeah. So we want to create a space to share our experiences and take you along for the ride. So thanks for dialing in and uh, we're happy you're here. Right. And we're live. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much, Maggie, for being here. We're recording together. We're in two different locations at the moment, but hopefully the audio is okay on your guys' end. Hi, Maggie. How are you? I'm good, Pia. How are you doing? Doing really good. Um, We're super excited. This is kind of our pilot podcast episode of something that we've been kind of working on for a little bit in our minds, and it's finally coming to life. So we're super excited. Um... And yeah, we're just going to start on kind of a topic we've been reminiscing on, and it kind of goes hand in hand with the theme today. It's called nostalgia. So we're going to be I talking like about all things, like <laughs> all things nostalgia and kind of thoughts that we have on it. So Maggie, if you want to jump in. Yeah, I. Have- this is something, this is a topic that for some reason, I just love thinking about nostalgia, um, just the feeling of it, being nostalgic of how, I, I feel like I should say it like that. Yes. <laughs> but, Um, I, I think every single person on this planet has felt nostalgia, um, nostalgic. I don't know why I keep saying nostalgia, but it is. (laughs) Um, and I thought that, you know, we might as well take some time to really dive deep into what is nostalgia? How do we feel it? And I, I think it's going to be so exciting to talk about our experiences with it and 100%. some of our like core memories um, that we've had and you know ways that we've felt nostalgia and definitely I'm we're excited to hear about ways that you know people who are tuning in how they how you guys have felt nostalgia and 100 you know, yeah. percent it's gonna be it's gonna be great so it's gonna be so good kind yeah. of talking about the power of nostalgia and how it can really take you outside of the reality that we call life and kind of put you in this mindset from your past um, and how, you know, it's this feeling of pinpointing a very specific moment back in time that you felt either very comfortable, very warm, kind of a very positive feeling. So we're going to dive into that and kind of like, let's start out with like, what does nostalgia even mean? Like, what is the concept? Yeah. So, you know, I think when I was doing a little bit of research about nostalgia itself, I it's kind of funny. I knew what I knew what it was. It's one of those words that you you know what it means, but whenever you when you see the definition, you think, "Wait. Oh my gosh, this this makes sense, but I never knew that it was defined in that way." And so, right. um it was interesting when I had looked it up and I'll give a quick little a quick little definition, you know, we might as well throw it out there. But um so uh they definitely Nostalgia is defined as the sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with a happy personal association. So I think just in general, it's really, I love thinking about, you know, okay, how can I place myself in like a time that has happened in the past and really think back as to like what core memories are associated with with the past and how, when I, whether that be 
a smell, whether that be a taste, whether that be a feeling, an emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Pia, you have a couple thoughts about that. Yeah. And um, I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, I think nostalgia, uh, it's such a cool thing. And thanks for sharing that definition. I think, again, just like thinking back to all the different trigger points, I will call them that can like, snap these nostalgic memories or yep. feelings into place I think starting with the senses is a great way to kind of kick off this conversation you know you mentioned smell taste emotion there's also this visual kind of when you see something you instantly get drawn back to a moment or a point in time but I think the most important thing to kind of think about is that nostalgia can be planned you know you can cook a meal that you used to eat when you were five years yeah. old your comfort meal and I do this with my sister all the time when we just like want to feel like kids again will eat something that we used to eat uh back in the day or meal that you yes (laughs) dude dude it literally it's this is so random but my mom used to make us fish sticks with rice and like peas and it's so random but it takes me back (laughs) to like the days and me and my sister made it the other day and we felt like we were 12 years old again it's very simple and just a I'm feeling that nobody else, I think that's another thing too. And I'll thank you for showing that memory that yeah. I, I think it's so cool that you can eat this one thing and that taste it's, it's tasted the same way that you have as a child. And I think mm-hmm. that is what triggers it. But as you get older, it becomes more and more sentimental, which 100%. I think is just, it's, and it's only, you know, special to you and, and whether that's you and somebody else, or it's you and a group of people, um, yeah. I think we'll tie this in later, but being able to tie nostalgia and be able to feel nostalgia with other people is so, um, yeah. I remember I, I, we were just talking about this briefly, but it's so cool that when you get to feel nostalgia with, with others and share 100%. that moment, it's better than so many feelings like <laughs> 100% there's like there's nothing quite like it and kind of going off of that like obviously you can have a meal with somebody and both feel like oh my gosh we used to eat this as kids um <laughs> like me and my friend went to Wendy's the other day we used to always get chocolate frosties after soccer games and we went back the other day for the first time in like I'm not even kidding you like I don't know seven eight years and we got chocolate frosties at the drive-thru and it literally hit the spot. It made, it took us right back to being 11 and 12 years what old. Was the word, what was the word that you would place it? You like, what would you say? Just... It was like astronomical. <laughs> <laughs> like it literally just, it took us right back to our like competitive soccer playing days. It just like brought back all these emotions, feelings. Like I could smell like a hot mm. summer tournament day just by eating this stupid little chocolate frosty that used to just be the like soccer tournaments happening or a reward after practice. And I remember just laughing in the car with her and we were just like, wow, like this little soft serve ice cream in a cup just brought us back like 10 years to some of our best moments together. Oh my gosh. I can imagine. I, that's, thank you for sharing that memory. I think I, Oh my, there's one memory that I have and I always bring it up with my dad um, because it every, I remember every single Sunday we would go to the air museum near in our town, like a couple of towns over from us, about 25 Mm -hmm. minutes away. And we would go religiously almost like every weekend. It was the same thing, same museum, same, same statues, same everything. (laughs) But I swear every time I went, it was different. And it was Mm -hmm. just this feeling of like, walking through the gift shop, buying yes. a, little, a little, 
you know, $2 bracelet. And I, st I think I still have it. Um, and I look so back good. and I'm like, oh my gosh. But so it's, and then we would stop at this um, really cute diner called Scooters on the way home. And we would get, I would get a burger, nothing on it, just a bun, burger, bun and fries. <laughs> I was so, I was super plain, you know, nothing crazy. Yeah, but as kids are. Even now I'll just like, I, you know, I love everything on my burger, but back then I'll, sometimes I'll just buy it and I'll, I'll get a burger with nothing on it just because I want to taste that memory and I want right. to taste that feeling. Um, and that's so. the, that's the power of being able to plan nostalgia out, being able to go get that same burger and like plan for feeling that feeling, exactly. having that taste. And then there's also, you know, the unplanned nostalgia mm -hmm. that comes and kind of like slaps you in the face. And I think the most common version that we as people kind of experience tends to be the sense of smell. Would you, would yes. you agree or seeing something or, you know, if you happen to find one of those bracelets in your room later today, like didn't plan on it, it takes you back immediately in an unplanned sense. And those almost I, hit, hit yeah. harder. Wow. I can't agree more with that point. I think it's, as I mentioned before, every single person has, has experienced it. And I think there's moments too, when I'm, I don't know, when things for me when that I can recall just even exper like experiencing nostalgia is when I'm cleaning my room and I'll find something that I haven't I've been looking for forever and then I forget about it and then I find it again or um and I'm like wait a minute you know this is that you know special I'm trying to think that special piece of jewelry that I lost a while ago or even it was yeah. something my mom gave me and I and I think about it, I'm like wait you know I I can't believe it just brings <laughs> back so many a lot of feelings and a lot of just, it's overwhelming, but, yeah. and it can be, it's interesting where you had mentioned it can, it can be a little bit dangerous when you, when things aren't, when nostalgia is unplanned and mm -hmm. for the most part, a lot of it is. Um, 100%. And that can be applied not only to objects, but people as well. When you see somebody that you haven't seen in oh my gosh, you know, yeah. years and whether that be in your hometown or whether, or you're traveling and you just, it's so random. Yeah. It's, it's for you're taken aback like oh my gosh for sure wait, I think what and was it was supposed to be planned and like yeah. what's going on <laughs> I think something again just like an example that popped to mind my parents used to always make oatmeal on the weekends and I remember them saying to me when I was a kid they were like oh like you won't like this like this is like an adult food like you won't like it like <laughs> it's not that good and it's something where I eat oatmeal almost every single day now and it's something that always brings me back to that memory that time period where my parents kind of kind of looked at me little me and said oh you won't like this like you you don't want to try this and mm -hmm. it just I don't know it brings me back to being a kid and like asking my parents oh like you know do you think I would like that to eat and now we're adults we just eat whatever we want we know kind of where how our taste has developed but it brings you back to a very like vulnerable state of mind almost like being a child and your inner child yeah. like asking for permission almost asking your parents what your own opinion is, which obviously shifts over time when you grow into mm -hmm. your personality and your being and stuff. So I think, again, like nostalgic moments, foods, places, things, whatever, like you were saying, seeing old people that you haven't seen in a while. I think too, another thing is like a smell, like the smell of cut grass always reminds me of like, again, playing in soccer tournaments. I think like a crisp post thunderstorm evening mm. always reminds me of, you know, orchestra concerts like yes, we were saying orchestra concerts every time yeah every time. like it rains it's, it's so raining. simple it's so simple but it's yeah. so 
it's so vivid almost. And I'm sure that other people have different scenarios and things like that. But I, and think, I think it's so amazing that experience it's in itself. It's so cool that I feel I can relate to that feeling. Also, if you hear any background noise, there's like a fire alarm going off. So <laughs> anybody can listen. I don't, it's pretty quiet, but anyways, yeah, I can't hear it. Yeah, um, yeah. okay, great. <laughs> so I think you, that point that you touched upon, um, a little bit earlier is just nostalgia is a point of vulnerability. I think, mm-hmm. um, you put yourself in a position where you're taking yourself back to a place, whether you you're controlling it or it's uncontrolled that you weren't, you weren't the person that you are now, um, in a way. And I think that's something else that is definitely a topic that can be debated as well. But uh-huh. I think in general, it is nostalgia is a place of vulnerability because you are just, in a different mindset. You're in a, uh, in a like point of you're feeling emotions that you haven't felt in a while that you're not used to. And it's kind of a, this, you know, what's happening? Like what is, what the fuck's going on? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude. It's and extremely powerful that, that, exactly. that it has the power to move almost, it moves time. It's almost like, I don't know, like Interstellar is one of my favorite movies and there's all these dimensions and movement through time and like layers in your brain. Same with um, Inception, like all these Mm. like Christopher Nolan movies, they just really like get you thinking like the ways that you can move through time, the way that your brain has all these layers, kind of like an onion. And I think nostalgia is in a sense an onion in that that every time the feeling of nostalgia hits, similar to deja vu, I think they're a little bit comparable at times it's like peeling back the layer and going back to that like inner you, like that inner core of the onion, which I guess we can also call like your inner child. Um, Maggie and I are both in our early twenties. So again, our nostalgic memories are, I think a lot of times associated with our inner child, whereas like our grandparents might have nostalgic memories from late adulthood, but just so you guys know, like our age range, I don't know if that was preface, but yeah, we're, we're in our early twenties. So (laughs) a lot of childhood memories, I would say is what we're referencing, but Yes. But about you were just saying emotion mixing, which I think yes. is so important. Yes. Talking about past and future. Um, well, no, thank you for bringing it up. I think, well, there's this one artist that um, I'm I'm a fan of. I really like her music. I think we do love her. Particularly this this album that she came out with, uh, Dua Lipa's uh, most recent album, Future Nostalgia, which I'll touch upon briefly because I really I think it connects to this topic in a really unique way. Yeah. Um, But so her her album is titled Future Nostalgia, and you know a lot of her songs are based off of experiences that she's felt all throughout, like since childhood, and. You know, one quote that she had said uh, that really, I think, just sparked me and touched, really resonated with me was, Mm -hmm. um, I break out of my comfort zone and challenge myself to make music that felt like I could sit alongside some of my favorite classic pop pop songs while still feeling fresh and uniquely mine. Mm -hmm. And it really sparked this question um, of how can you produce music that makes you feel nostalgic, but yet optimistic about the future? Right. And it was just, it's really interesting where it's combining two emotions of nostalgia, which um, you oftentimes people, you feel nostalgia when you're feeling a little bit, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling, when you're feeling lonely and you, mm-hmm. it takes you back and into this place where uh, of happiness, uh, of just comfort, uh, literally an emotional hug. Uh, so yeah. 
That's a good. And then, but yeah. then you're mixing it with the optimism of the future and the uncertainty uncertainty of the future. But you know, it, mixing it into this kind of big salad of, of I don't know how to. I, I don't know how to describe it more than that, but I think right. it's just an I, emotional firework, really. Yeah, I think it's really unique that, you know, she was able to create an album that not only she was she honored people and, and music that has come before her, but also she's able to put her own twist on it and include moments of her life and you know, I think a lot of her album is about breakup, which I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, a decent amount of people can relate to, but it's one word that really I thought was cool was she used her, she, she didn't want to make music that she felt sad about. She wanted to be, as I mentioned, optimistic. So she, right. she was dance crying as something um, that she liked her audience and fans to, you know, resonate with her. So I don't know. I think- I that was just a really cool, um, really cool thing that yeah. I, I think about often just being able to not like, t- like think about nostalgia, but also say, okay, how can I think about it in another, in a whole nother dimension? And how can I add layers of my life into it and other feelings into it? Because 100%. nostalgia is not, it's not one, one dimensional. It's just, it no, has so many, sure. as you said, layers, literally yeah. Um, but I don't know what your thoughts about that are. Yeah, um, I think yeah. you touched you touched on a really important point, kind of like the emotion mixing past and future and kind of the power of music, which kind of makes me, you know, makes me think of all the different kind of elements that can spark nostalgia, kind of like trigger points again, going back to that. Um, and we talked briefly before this about art, music and reading and how I feel like those three categories tend to be very simple segues to feeling nostalgia, whether that's, you know, the other day, I mean, my sister went through an, our cabinet full of our art that we created when we were in elementary school and we were laughing our ass off at some of the art because it's just like, you know, you're drawing a horse and it's so unproportional. The legs are all over the place. It's like, it's just like, it's awful, but you laugh because you remember in that time you looked at that horse on your friggin' piece of paper and you're like, this is art like I just created something unbelievably amazing and taking that and then seeing like maybe if you're still into art which Maggie and I both are um very passionate about art we both like to paint I know Maggie draws too and does other elements of art but I think like seeing how far you've come but still being able to appreciate kind of your roots in art and seeing like wow like I used to be so proud of this work today. I'm really proud of this work, but it's kind of like a similar feeling again, mixing like the past and future um, elements, which we were talking about. But I think again, music is a big one Um, for me, like listening to bands like Coldplay or REO Speedwagon, Police, kind of music that my parents played growing up, Queen, um, kind of older style music I listen to now. And I really like, it just makes me think back in the day when we used to be in the car together and have the radio on and these songs would jump on or my parents would have hard copy CDs. Can you imagine? Oh my yeah. gosh. And put them in the car and we would listen to these same oh few gosh. songs. And now kind of listening to that music takes me back to just a very sunny place. Um, and again, I, just yeah. the power of music. Wow. I I think everything you, you, you noted was so... I can't... I, I like relate to it so much it's not even funny I think (laughs) I it's funny how we all have similar 
experiences with nostalgia. Exactly. And I think touching upon, I'll touch upon art and music um, as well, but I'll touch upon art, um, sorry, music first. Uh, It's a a memory. I'll I'll go a memory that I have as a child. My dad, he has loved blasting 70s on 7 on the music channel um, on the TV just ever since I was young. And, you know, I, I remember, I can't remember the exact age that he, that I remember he started doing it, but I mean, he's been doing it his entire life. Um, and I just would like reflect as a kid, like dad, like, please turn it off. I can't stand this music. It's so bad. I want to listen to my, I don't know. I'm trying to think what I would listen to when I was eight, but my, Dora. my, 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 my kids bop, let me put on my kids bop, let me, it's my Selena Gomez in the scene, like, yes. Wizards of Waverly Place music, let's, let's, what, what are you doing, um, and as I get, started getting older, it was this point where that, that music that I listened to, just the same songs, the same 70s songs, the same 80s songs that I kept listening to, it was a it was level of comfort for me when I yeah. started listening to it. I remembered those days, those exact days, you know, sitting in my, in my dad's basement, um, being outside, you know, on the on the lawn when he would be, you know, blasting it from a from a little speaker, mm-hmm. and it was just it's so funny how yeah now that as I get older I I really I realize this is the music that I honestly I mean I like to listen to all different types of music but a good portion of of it is is the music that he would be playing 100%. when I was a kid, yeah. Um, and so just it takes you back to that. It takes me back, and um, it's just it's comfort. It really is. So, and I think, as you had mentioned with uh, with art and your take on on art and your experience, like finding your art as a child and seeing it and realizing, like, oh my gosh, you know, this is when I was that age. I really. I thought this was, I was so thing. proud. I was the same. It was yeah. the same for me. It was like the same like way. It's actually, wow. The fact that this keeps tying in is kind of crazy, but the notepad I was, I'm using right now. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I have a lot of like <laughs> random sketch pads, but um, the one that I'm using has some doodles of um, right now. I have a penguin with a balloon and, and a Santa hat. Um, I used to be obsessed with drawing scary clowns, like really That's scary clowns. So I don't know why it was. I know. I don't know. Okay. Pop but off. Pop off. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's a phase, I guess. Maybe not, but maybe not. Um, and so yeah, I just found a, a picture of a horse as well, but it's, and I drew these when, oh my gosh, I can only remember, you know, 12 or 13, but at the wow. time, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is right. so good. I'm so and I just love finding them, finding little relics and just opening yeah. it. And just, it's like a little Pandora's box of just your yourself yeah. and your mind and exactly. your, your exactly. own personal history. And I think that's, again, it's the power of nostalgia is exactly what you said, opening a box of your own history and kind of diving into something like a deeper part of your mind and your own experiences that you maybe forgot about in a moment I think that goes with the unplanned nostalgia that we were talking about earlier like when something hits you in the face it's maybe connected to a memory that you haven't thought about consciously or made an effort to kind of remember in a while but it just brings it right back out from like the depths of your brain and the depths of Mm -hmm. your like personal history and I think that might be one of the top three feelings just in human existence for me personally like and I know 
we were saying this, like, there's no better feeling than like connecting back to quote simpler times or the good old days that our grandparents and parents always talk about. And now we start to talk about, cause we're getting to that age where, you know, the good old days often include running around in your backyard with no shits given, you know, you don't really have responsibilities. You're just enjoying your youth. Completely. And I think that is a big point that we should maybe touch on as yes. well. So. I would, I would love to love to touch upon that. I, um, I was with my cousin a couple a couple days ago and who I'm I feel really close with. And we were just at the beach, which as a child, you know, I was we, we had spent a lot of time together and we've uh, just grown up together. Mm-hmm. And there's so many I feel like a lot of our conversations now kind of circle around like, what, you know, talking about our schedules. And it's really rare that we have a day where we can have even an afternoon just taking a break and or just trying to get out and, and yeah. spend time at the beach. And it kind of revolves around, you know, thinking, wow, you know, I still remember when our schedules were so, were just completely free. And the, the worry that we had was whether we we're going to get sunburned or just literally you know, something so small. Compared will we be to- home in time for dinner? Like, yep. Well, we yep. Well, yeah, well, my mom be calling me on the phone. Will I yeah. be, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. Oh my gosh. But- and that too, like we were talking about earlier like sharing nostalgia with other people is it's a beautiful thing to have those shared memories and like you were saying you and your cousin can talk about those times I know my friends and I still to this day love to sit around in my living room and talk about shared memories of our youth for hours and I mean hours like we will dedicate an afternoon to sitting there and being like remember when we did this that and the other and then we end up crying laughing at some of the situations just because <laughs> they're like shaping moments. They're moments in time that create almost like it's like character developing moments that some of, you know, if you're lucky to have, you're yeah. lucky to grow up with your cousin. Like in a sense, I was very lucky to kind of share a lot of moments in time with some of my still to this day best friends. And it's so funny to talk about them. And it's it's really emotional. I I think it's I I mean, being able to and I, I want to segue this into kind of, you know, a topic that is a little bit different, but um, in terms, I know that we touched upon it before, but, you know, sharing memories and sharing that feeling is, it brings you away from yourself, but mm-hmm. it's common kind of just energy, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, I think there's a little, a quote that I had um, read when I was doing, a, I was doing a little bit of research, kind of getting a feeling for, okay, you know, if I'm feeling nostalgic, how do other people feel nostalgic and what is their take on it? So there's this one author by the name of Joshua Fields, uh, Milburn, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do the, re- I have to figure out what the website name is, but the title of, of the, um, of the blog post was called nostalgia is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so the quote, goes, there's only one problem with nostalgia. Uh, It tells only half truths. And thus the full truth isn't as fragrant as my wistful reminiscence. Um, And then he continues saying, nostalgia is is rose-colored rear view. And I'm what, I'm I'm curious to see kind of what your, I think because it's, nostalgia can be taken to like in so many ways and it's, take being taken back to a feeling of, of, of this just warmth, but also being kind of aware, like, wow, damn, you know, this is, I can't settle in this feeling for too long, but I I won't, I don't want to take any more time. I want to hear your perspective. 
I think that's a great way to put it the rear view mirror aspect and then the rose colored glasses aspect one you know when you look in your rear view mirror you don't always see the full picture and I think that's kind of a very symbolic thing in itself you know you're looking back at a moment in time that you and your head have curated as a warm moment a positive moment sure you could say you know there are negative aspects of nostalgia you see something triggers you be like oh my god that reminds me of this horrible horrible thing in my childhood like I never want to go back to that moment but I think generally speaking, we associate, we've kind of decided that we associate nostalgia with warm and positive memories. And I think kind of viewing those memories as rose colored, kind of like highlight reels of your life, character developing moments, positive moments that kind of mm-hmm. stuck with you, kind of reiterates this idea of like, you know, when you look back at these times, you, you're not really focusing on the bad, you're focusing on good moments that kind of shaped your character, these positive I want to say like little bubbles that are like floating around in your brain that you yeah. you can reach for. And we don't necessarily reach for the bad ones in the same way that we do the ones that bring us light and warmth. Because I think as a human, you know, you talked about a lot of times we look for nostalgia when we're feeling lonely, when we're feeling stressed out, when we're looking for like maybe in in a hard point in time, like a deeper meaning or like an association yeah. with a good memory. And I think reaching for those little bubbles gives us this like opportunity to feel something good again and I think that's that's kind of what this person in the blog was trying to say you know it is dangerous because you know that's not the full reality there there are so many things in life that happen that aren't necessarily positive and warm but we choose to kind of keep those moments in our head to reach for later and I think that's that in itself is it's a beautiful thing that we're able to do that. It's kind of like a, a box full of treasures that we're able to open and, and unlock in moments that we, we choose to do that. That's, I, I completely, I think that you, you know, worded that perfectly. Um, and I think, you know, it's clinging on to the sliver of a feeling. I, I think, yes. Yeah. It's clinging onto the sliver of a feeling and then letting it narrate and cover any negative emotion associated with that memory. And I, you know, being able to understand and acknowledge that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's been negative things have happened, you know, surrounding that memory or, you know, that have happened in that point in your life, but, you know, taking it and doing a little 360. And I know that I'm kind of doing, I'm doing a little backflip here on, on Joshua, but I think, (laughs) (laughs) I think being able to, take it and say nostalgia is dangerous but it's it's beautiful it's it's 100%. cool and, and i'm not saying like hey you know your point is wrong because it's it's completely right but right. i like thinking you know it's it i don't know you know I, sometimes there's nothing wrong with half truths yes like the half truths yeah. aspect sometimes you need half the truth just to create this narrative that like you know life sometimes simply is good and there's not always this oh but there's also this really bad aspect to it it's sometimes you know this toxic mindset as a human we always you know there's positive and negatives but it's okay to sometimes just weigh in the positives and ignore the negatives for that nostalgic sense of warmth that we're so so keen on finding as a human being I think completely completely and you know it's so funny I'm I'm touching upon a, the little bite that you put in um, about opening a box. I don't know if you did this as a kid and I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm not going to go off, but I'm going to like, yeah, I, I want to hear a conversation, but I don't know as a yeah. kid, 
when you were in sixth grade, this is okay. This is the definition of nostalgia right here. It is. But in sixth grade, what we did is we would write letters to our future selves. Yes. Um, I did this, well. me, this is me in 10th grade. This is me when I'm 20. This is me when I'm 30. And this is being written. Actually, sorry. This was written when I was in fourth grade. My bad. Wow. So I was even younger. And I, <laughs> I opened them up the other day. Oh my <laughs> The God. attitude I had towards myself. I was like, yo, girl, what you doing now? You have a boyfriend. <laughs> you, are you, you got a, how are, are you in college yet? Like, what's going on? And I was just. That's... And I would look at as I would just like be talking to my twenty-year-old self. <laughs> just, that is, hilarious. I don't know. It just brought me so much joy looking at that little letter. Oh my um, god! I one hundred percent have written some of those too, and they're hilarious. <laughs> the boxes—they are. They're time. You know, time capsule. Boxes time capsules. Yeah. That, like, yeah. Um, I don't know if any school schools should still do it. They better do it. But one hundred percent. I think my mom had made had made me made one, which is like I can't believe she made me do it because looking back, I'm like, wait a minute. I wow <laughs> but yeah um and I looked inside and it was um so many just relics or and things that I cherished at that moment I, I can't remember exactly what I put in the box but it was just little like toys that I was obsessed with at the time or little little um, yeah like little spoon things that were important to what? but it, it's I look back and I'm like wait a minute that's that's the spoon that I used for every single craft mac and cheese dinner like that was yeah that's so funny (laughs) little that's that's funny like little artifacts and you know again you writing about your future self and kind of going into that like past future relationship and going back in time and reading that letter and being like little me sat there and was so dead ass when they wrote this and it's so funny because you're reading it now and you're like oh my gosh she's crazy or like oh my gosh she's hilarious (laughs) like lol you know I just graduated dream city did I actually ever think that I would do this I don't know did little me you know did little me manifest this maybe I don't know no honestly we're gonna run with it (laughs) the power and again the power of writing things down and this goes with written words and I think it goes hand in hand with reading too which we didn't talk much about but just again reading a book like Harry Potter is my my favorite example because you you put yourself in this completely different world of imagination and you you have these characters created in your head and everybody pictures you know books differently and creates these worlds inside of their heads and I think Harry Potter is a great example of being able to take yourself out of reality and placing yourself in an entirely different world in a similar way where nostalgic moments like reading that letter that you wrote about yourself takes you out of your current you know early 20s sitting in your house moment and takes you back to literally you picture your younger self I don't know if you did this writing that with your stupid little number two pencil (laughs) and being like this girl was so serious when she wrote this and it's just it's so funny how you can like just connect those past and future points and create this this nostalgic emotion that we're talking about today so much and I think it's just it's not talked about enough like the feeling of nostalgia it carries so much weight it carries so much weight how much and um, i could go on and on honestly i i feel like this is a topic that i could literally talk about forever because it's i feel like every moment too even if it's you know a week ago or an event that happened you know a two months ago and you think back oh my gosh this was this was i was that person 
then, but now I'm, I'm, I'm this person, 100%. like, wait a minute, like, whoa, what, what's, what's going on? And then that's absolutely ties fascinating. Into- you know, your own, your own growth and being able to recognize that. And, and it's just, it's honestly such a beautiful thing to think about. And I'm so happy that I've like been able to really take time and yeah. talk to you about, you know, what your thoughts are and how you've been able to connect yourself with your past. It's just, it's, it's so cool to think about. And um, so, yeah. so important. And again, <laughs> I think, you know, we talked on so many points, but we kind of want to encourage everyone else listening to, to like have these conversations with people that you might share nostalgic moments with. Talk to your parents, talk to your grandparents, you know, grandparents are always saying, oh, the good old days or back in the day. And everyone's always like, oh, we get it, grandma. But like, no, like, <laughs> listen, like, listen to what grandma has to say about that. No. And I, I think again, that's such an important point. Pia. Yeah. Like, it's huge. Yeah. It's it nostalgia is everything. It's memories, it's experiences, it's character development, it's it's history, personal history, it's relationships, it's friendship, it's love, it's it's everything. It's being selfish, it's being vulnerable. There there's just so much that goes into it and I'm just I'm so glad that we scratched the surface. Me too. And I think, Me you know, too. yeah, I know. exactly and we're going to we're going to tie we're going to kind of wrap things up in a nice little yeah. bundle here, but I think just, you know, some last thoughts is that, you know, nostalgia doesn't have to, memories are so universal in the sense that they don't, they're not just visual. They're not just something that you hold in your brain. They, you can write, you can like, you can produce art, you can produce, you know, so many things that you can open up later in life. So in that sense, don't be, be limitless within, you know, ways that you're able to make memories you know, you don't, it doesn't have to be with this one certain person. You can do it. You can just do it with yourself. And I, and I, yeah, that's exactly. where you should start. I encourage, I, I encourage yeah. people to just express themselves in, in a way that it's so amazing to look back on your past self and, and just see how far you've come. Even if it's a week ago, even if it's a day if, yesterday, you know, every 100%. change is, is gradual and, you know, I, gosh, and the end result is massive. It's, it's huge. Gradual change at one point, you'll look back and it'll hit that nostalgic spot, that sweet spot. And you never know. You never know that is some moment that you're shaping right now, memory that you're making right Planned now. Planned or unplanned, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in 20 years from now, you'll be like, wow, this cup of coffee just took me right back to recording a podcast with Maggie when I was 22 years old. You never know. You I'm never know. You don't. But this was great. Thank you so much, Maggie. Um, I think we're really onto something here. And thank you guys. I think we're really excited about this podcast kind of series coming up. And again, you know, we'd love to hear feedback. We're going to try to set up some sort of um, an account where we can receive feedback and then kind of listen to what you guys have to say. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to um, Small Talk Big Thoughts with Maggie and Pia, your hosts. And we look forward to our next episode. We look forward to, to making more content. Also, yes, we're going to, once we, you know, create a platform where we can receive any opinions, advice, we would love to hear any topics you guys want to hear about. You know, that's something we're always, always interested in, in getting any feedback for. So please feel free to, to give us any of your opinions. And I think, you know, that's, that's our little thing. That's all, folks. Um, that's all, folks. All right. Well, it was good talking, right. y'all. For sure. Have a good day, guys. Talk Bye-bye. soon. Bye. Bye.